anything to uh, steer or direct <coughs> the mind or, or even the body in any way. So just take a moment to, to notice what our mood is like. How do the mind and body feel? What do we bring into the room? Just to notice, are we tired, alert, cheer, cheerful, depressed? Feeling hot, feeling cold, light, heavy, comfortable, uncomfortable. Just taking a moment to turn the attention inward, just to get a feel for the material that we're working with. The texture, the shape of the mind, the body, uh, the feeling of this moment. And then as we get a, a sense for, for the mood and how the body is, appreciating in a direct way the, the, the texture of it, the material we're working with. And then from that point, just to, to start directing the, the body, to start directing the mind. It's like checking to see where we are before we set off to where we want to go to. the mind and body affect each other very closely, even though we might consider meditation to be a, a completely mental activity. If we fail to consider, understand, and incorporate the, uh, the body, and the physical world, the physical element, into how we work with the mind, then uh, we're missing out half of the, the influencing factors. We're only working with half of the tools. If we wish to establish qualities of mind that are, are both alert, attentive, and peaceful, calm, then it is essential, fundamental to establish those same qualities in the body.
If the body's agitated, tense, finding peace of mind is, is virtually impossible. Similarly, if the body is void of energy, crumpled, listless, distorted, that very mood, those very qualities are going to directly affect the, the states of mind. So it's helpful to establish a, a posture, a sitting posture, that mirrors those, those qualities of mind that, that we're aiming to, to cultivate with the meditation practice. Qualities of peacefulness, ease, and also qualities of alertness, a brightness of mind. So we begin with bringing the attention into the body itself, feeling the, the presence of our physical form. Feeling the weight of the body on the, the mat or the chair, stool. The texture of clothing on our skin, the feeling of temperature. And bringing attention to the spine, this is the axis of our physical world, that around which the whole of the rest of our body is arranged. Bringing attention to the spine, then Certainly we, we wish to, to sit up straight, but not in a, a way that is rigid or tense, but more just inviting the, the, the spine to, to lengthen to its full natural extent. Just allowing the body to grow and to, to be in a, a full upright posture. So I use the word inviting, just inviting the body to sit in an upright and alert, attentive way. We're not forcing or pushing, just encouraging that within ourselves. And then with uh, the spine fully extended, the body. in its most, uh, in a form most encouraging of alertness, then around that, around that central column, that, that central axis, allow the rest of the body to, to relax and soften, to loosen.
Or it can help to to carry this out, to bring about this kind of relaxation in a a direct and systematic way. Often we live so much in our thoughts and our mental chatter, mental activity, we miss the fact we've got a body at all. It's just that thing which helps our our brain to move around. As if it would drag along the floor if our body wasn't here just to cart it about. But that's the only purpose or role that our, our body has in the world. Well, far from it. Far from it. We're not just an ambulatory brain. You know, the, the whole body has a very direct, intimate, significant part to play in, in our spiritual well-being. But because we tend to be somewhat insensitive to the body, un, unattentive to the, the qualities it has or the effects it has, it can help to systematically move through the body and encourage a quality of relaxation throughout our whole physical being. Let's start off with the, the area of the face, feeling your just the sensations of your forehead, around your eyes. Just notice what it feels like there. Is there any tension that furrows in your brow, tightness around the eyes? If so, just encourage yourself to relax, let those muscles Loosen and soften. Letting that tension around the eyes dissolve, melt away. And letting the attention sweep down into the, the cheeks, the jaw, around the mouth. Once again, notice, notice if there's any kind of habitual tension, tightness. Are our teeth clamped together? Our lips tense? Feeling those, those muscles, feeling the, the area of the jaw and the lips, the chin. Now consciously let yourself relax there. All the muscles involved in speaking and eating, breathing. Just let it all loosen and soften. Be free from tension.
Moving then down from the face and the head to the, the neck, the throat, the shoulders. How does it feel here? Is the neck stiff? tight or contorted. Just feeling what it's like before even jumping in to try and fix it. Just notice what's here. What are the sensations like in the, the back of the neck or the front? Down through into the shoulders, the left, the right. How is it? And noticing any kind of uh, tightness or contorted, distorted qualities. Letting the same attitude of relaxation, calming, and inform the, the same muscles across the, the neck, across the shoulders, letting them drop a, an inch or two. There's no need to be tensing up against the, the rigors of the world. Often our, our uh, neck and shoulders are held in a, a kind of tight, defensive bristling posture, ready to have our hackles raised or defend ourselves against the, the world. There's nothing to defend against here. There's nothing to be tense for or to prepare for. We can relax, be at ease. So just let the shoulders Drop, loosen. The arms hang gently at our sides. So we're letting this wave of, of relaxation, of calming, flow gently down through the body as if it was some kind of uh, warm, defrosting light. Like uh, the morning sunshine melting the frost on the, on the grass. Just gently and steadily, inexorably moving through the body. And down through our arms, the left arm, the right arm. Just feeling their presence, letting them too relax and soften. Through the upper arm and the elbows, the forearms, all the way down to our hands and fingers, thumbs, 
whether we have our hands on our, our knees or in our lap or, or wherever, that's not the, the crucial point. But just notice what they feel like. The hands, fingers are incredibly sensitive. Many, many nerve endings to feed, to support the sense of touch. Just notice the sensations in the hands. Let them, too, be free from tension, to relax, soften. The arms and the hands encircle the the, uh, the upper body, the torso, and bringing the attention into this central, essential area of our body. Feeling the presence of the chest, the rib cage, the heart. Feeling the diaphragm moving gently with the breath. The abdomen slowly, steadily expanding and contracting with each breath. Again, inviting this, this whole area of the body to be free from tension. That this wave of relaxation, calming, is spread through this whole central area of our physical being allowing the chest to be a little more open. We don't have to have the shoulders hunched forward or closing the chest in. Just allow the chest to be a little more open so we can breathe somewhat more freely. Allow the abdomen to relax, to soften. Often our feelings of tension, anxiety, instinctual fearful, fearfulness in relationship to the world, to our life, to, to other beings, just that random basic reactivity of, of an anxiousness, fretfulness, can sit as a, like a knot of tightness, a ball, tangled ball of tension in the solar plexus, 
right in the abdomen. If you notice that, habitual tightness or tension there, once again, deliberately, directedly, encourage it to, to soften, to loosen. There's no need to sustain a, a tightness there in the gut. Let the abdomen soften, spread. Now, with all this, uh, all of this process of bringing attention to the body, encouraging the qualities of relaxation, let's notice when uh, there is a moment of recognition. We bring attention to a part of the body. We see that there's some kind of tightness or distortion, tension there. When we bring about that physical relaxation, when we allow the the muscles to soften. Notice what effect that has on the mind, on the mood. How that changes things. How we didn't even realize how tense we were feeling until we relaxed. Let the, the heart open, let the shoulders drop, let the belly relax and soften, loosen. Notice the effect that that has. Sometimes it might be very subtle or hard to notice. But if we look, then we realize, oh, the world suddenly got a little bit lighter. This just became more of an ordinary, pleasant, easy day, rather than something I have to be worried about. Look at that. Let yourself fully know and feel that the effect that the, the qualities of the body have upon the, the attitude, upon the mind. And bringing the attention now throughout the, the whole of the, the trunk of the body, feeling the, the presence of this central area of the body, and then spreading down from here through the hip joints and the pelvis, feeling the connection of the body with the legs, is there any tension in those joints, in the hips? Tightening the legs against discomfort. Let them soften, relax. Let the legs drop a little. 
the muscles of the thighs, all the way down to the knees. Let them relax. The muscles around the knees. Notice how they tense up against feelings of pain, discomfort. Encourage them to to stretch, to loosen. Around the the bend of the knees and now into the, the lower leg, the calves, the shins. All the way down to our feet. Encouraging, inviting the legs to relax. And following this feeling, this wave of relaxation, of easefulness, down through the ankles, into our feet, through the heels, the bones of the, of the feet, the muscles and tendons, all the way down to our toes, the very lower distant extremity of the body. Again, however, we have the legs arranged, whether we're sitting on a chair with our legs in front of us, or we're kneeling, or sitting cross-legged. This is not the essential thing, the, the particular format of arrangement, but how we hold the body within that within that form, within that pattern. How is the body held? In this way, we're feeling the presence of the whole body from the tips of the toes all the way through the trunk of the body, the arms and hands, the neck, the head, the face. So for the next few minutes, just gently, steadily in this way, sweep the attention up and down through the body, taking a few minutes each time. And notice where any kind of uh, imbalance has, has reoccurred. Sometimes when we're, we carefully and fully relax the face, but then when we're down working on the, the hips or the knees, meanwhile our jaw has reclenched itself. Our eyes have tightened up. Or maybe while we're relaxing our face, then the, the belly has knotted up again. So, just for the next few minutes, Steadily and gently bring the attention up and down through the body. Notice where any feelings of tightness or tension have reasserted themselves. Or if uh, veering in the other extreme, the body has become listless, slumped over, 
the energy element has waned. The body slumped or nodding. Notice that. The spine becoming more crumpled or crunched. If that's the case, then bringing attention to that, that part of the body, invite, invite the spine to, to stretch again, to be more upright. So we're beginning to notice for ourselves, what is the, the shape of this? What's its qualities? How does it feel? And from that very act of noticing, of exploring, attending, then the appropriate response arises from that, emerges. Bringing the, the body to a, a balance of energy and relaxation. Finding that perfect middle way where the, our physical form is both energetic, bright, but also completely relaxed, settled, fully at ease.
Oh, notice that it doesn't take long for the mind to wander. Drifting off into chattering, remembering, planning, imagining, opinionating, which lends to a greater tension, agitation in the body. Or it drifts off in the other direction, drifts towards dullness, becoming semi-conscious, falling asleep, the body slumping over. Sometimes you might even feel, well, I'm wide awake. And then you hear that strange rhythmic noise of snoring. And then you realize, oh, that's me. <laughs> if you hear yourself snoring, this is probably a sign that you're drifting off. Despite what the, uh, the resident commentator is telling you. So we have to notice what's happening. Which way is the mind inclining? What's the habitual current of activity. Now, the best way of developing the quality of, of noticing, of watching what's going on, is the direct cultivation of, of concentration, training the mind to settle on this moment, to attend, to pay attention to this moment, So there are many ways that we can use to directly develop, cultivate that quality of, of attentiveness. And one of these, the most um, commonly used ways of, of developing this, bringing this quality of attention into being, employing that faculty that we have is to take a meditation object, a simple form, and direct the attention towards that. Then there are many things we, one can use, uh, a mantra that we repeat to ourselves, or a form that we visualize, or a visual object like a, you know, a candle or a Buddha image. But the most uh, directly accessible and universally helpful object to use is simply the, the feeling, the rhythm of our own breath, the natural oscillation of our own breathing. Now we use this to be a marker, a reference point, so that as the mind drifts towards agitation, creating ideas about the past and the future, or drifts into dullness, then we can notice. We have something to measure it against. It helps us to recognize that drift. So bring attention to the feeling of your breath, not trying to change it or alter it to make it particularly deep or slow. Or 
adjusting it in any way. Just bring the attention to the breath as it naturally flows on its own. Let that pattern of feeling be right at the center of our attention. And just for these few minutes remaining of the meditation period, just place the, the feelings of the breath right at the center of attention as if they were the, the very heart of a mandala, the calyx of a, a flower, right at the very center. Just feeling the, the rise of the inhalation, the falling of the exhalation. Just train the attention on that constellation of, of feeling. And then when the attention drifts, the mind is caught by a sound that we hear or a sensation in the body or a, a thought or a mood. As soon as you notice that the mind has drifted, has lost its object, then gently release that, relinquish it. Let that, uh, that other distraction fade away and bring the attention to settle back on the breath once again. Just make this the most important, interesting, central task of our life. Just for these few minutes, there's nothing we have to plan, nothing we have to, to reminisce about, to revisit. Just for these few minutes, let this be the only thing in the world that we're interested in, the only concern we have, is to be with this rhythm of our breathing whatever else comes along to catch our attention, firmly and gently let go and come back to the breath, return to the center once again.
The important thing is not how many times the mind drifts away. We're not trying to force obedience upon the, the mind just through an act of will, but more to learn how to respond when we lose it. This is the most useful, helpful lesson to learn. So if the mind can just stay on the breath for a second or half a second, not to worry. The point is to learn how to lose it, how to fail and to begin again, how to fail perfectly. We realize we've lost it, thinking about breakfast, remembering the things that we forgot to do before we came here. Suddenly we realize, oh, I'm not in California, I'm not in New York. I'm not at the breakfast table, I'm in the shrine room. And in that noticing, then, let go. Let the out-breath carry that distraction away. And then on the next in-breath, re-establish the firm focus upon the, the breath itself. Coming back to the point of balance, to the center. And again, notice how it feels when we let go of that, that sensation of distraction. When we notice the mind has been distracted, and feel the tension of that, the mind caught up, drifting away into dullness or into busyness, feeling the, the tension, the narrowness of that, and then when we let go, relax, come back to the breath, notice how that feels. What a delightful contrast, just in that simple act, that moment of letting go. The world is a little lighter, more open, spacious, real.
we'll uh, close with the chant on page 41, the reflections on universal well-being. In freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill will, in freedom from anxiety, and may I maintain well-being in myself. May everyone abide in well-being, in freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill will, in freedom from anxiety, and may they maintain well-being in themselves. May all beings be released from all suffering, and may they not be parted from the good fortune they have attained when they act upon intention. All beings are the owners of their action and inherit its results. Their future is born from such action companion to such action, and its results will be their home. All actions with intention, be they skillful or harmful, of such acts they will be the heirs. And then the closing homage, which is page 30. Sama Sambodho Bhagava the Lord, the perfectly enlightened and blessed one, Bodhang Pakahuan Tang Abiwa Demi, I render homage to the Buddha, the blessed one. Savakato Bhagavata Dhamma. The teachings are completely explained by him. Tamang Namasami, I bow to the Tamma. Supatipano Bhagavato Sawaka Sangho. 
The blessed ones, disciples who have practiced well, Sangang Namami, I bow to the Sangha.